1: Good evening, and welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we extend a warm hello to all who are listening on WNDZ 7:50 a.m. here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. Last week, we were delighted to have with us Kathy Herrera, Catholic Charities Program Director of our Pregnancy, Adoption, and Post-Adoption Services area, along with Lisa Francis, a Post-Adoption Specialist. Kathy and Lisa described the ways they are assisting clients this summer, and they gave us a preview of the 2022 St. Vincent's Orphanage reunion, which is coming up on September 18th. This wonderful annual event gathers everyone involved in this life-affirming agency that operated out of Catholic Charities headquarters for 91 years until 1972. We talked about the ways that our post-adoption services department continues to receive calls and emails from people all over the country who were adopted by Catholic Charities through these years. We offer support, registry information, and search and reunion services for those looking to reconnect with their biological relatives or at least learn more information for personal and or medical reasons. With us today is one of the most distinguished Catholic Charities adoptees that we have ever had the great pleasure to meet. The Honorable Joseph K. Wood is the elected county judge of Washington County, Arkansas. In his role, he acts as chief executive officer over all aspects of the county government. Judge Wood has a great deal of experience in public service and in the private sector. He's a devoted husband, father, and grandfather. And in recent years, he's become the author of two children's books in which he describes his experiences being adopted from St. Vincent's Orphanage. It is truly an honor to have Judge Wood with us here on The Voice of Charity today, and we welcome, welcome the Honorable Joseph K. Wood. Good morning, Your Honor. Hey, good,
2: good morning, Ms. Katie, and Joey is fine. You can call me Joseph or Joey, that is fine.
1: Sounds wonderful. So delighted <laughs> to have you with us. Thank you so much for Glad taking time you. from your very busy schedule to be here on The Voice of Charity. Absolutely. Uh, Judge Wood, can we start out by telling can you tell our audience a little bit about Washington County, Arkansas um, and your sure. and your responsibilities there? Yes.
2: Yeah, so in the in the state, in the United States, most uh, states have county commissioners in Illinois. We had county commissioners and you would probably have uh, four or three, four five of them per county. In some states, about uh, seven, eight, nine states, they have county judges, which forms is and they're elected, though, by the people. It's only one of them, and they're responsible for the entire county. Uh, they're like the governor of the county, the CEO of the county. So we're responsible for all the infrastructure, all the budget dollars that go through that county, the revenues that go in, the expenditures that go out. Uh, The public safety, working with the county sheriffs and the the county jail, working with roads and bridges, um, uh, animal shelters, uh, emergency management, crises that happen, pandemics that happen. That's all the responsibility of the county judge. Um, I am the uh, uh, county judge of Washington County, which is probably the third largest, second largest county in the state of Arkansas, one of the fastest growing in the country. Uh, we have the home of Walmart here, the home of Tyson headquarters here, home of J.B. Hunt here. So when you got the largest retailer, largest food producer and the largest uh, transportation trucking, it causes for a lot of growth and fast dynamics to happen here in this county. And so it's been my honor to been serving as uh, now two terms now as county judge.
1: And I'm sure that this has been quite a challenging year, uh, just addressing the needs of, of your constituents in the, during the pandemic, but now emerging from it and seeing, you know, can you get a state of the nation, right? A state of the county that, uh, emerging from exactly it. exactly right. What would you That's say are, are the most challenging aspects of your job and the most enjoyable?
2: Oftentimes, I say they're the same thing. The The, the challenge and the joy often are the same thing. Uh, the challenge is the the tremendous growth and, and fast pacing. And can we as leaders outthink and get ahead of and get around the curve uh, at the same time, maintain the daily operation of what has to happen? A, uh, a 40-year-old, 30-year-old building, the elevators go out. Okay, we got to work on this elevator right now. Uh, but we also got to think about the growth. Do we have enough uh, uh, county facilities for the growth of what's happening in the in the coming years? Uh, so some of our greatest pressures have been the growth. Some of our greatest joys in my mind and in my opinion has been uh, working through the growth. When I get a chance to open up uh, a bridge uh, that's going to connect uh, our, our county and our citizens around the county, that becomes a powerful thing. And But again, it wasn't powerful when it was down or when it was out, when it got washed away with a flood. You had to deal with all the emergency and, and how to reroute traffic for the next several months before you can get the infrastructure back together and reopen the bridge. Um, So those are some of those pressures. Some of the challenges, but at the same time, some of the joys.
1: Blessings as well. Um, and yep, I know absolutely. that with your very busy schedule, you've been very kind to come back to this St. Vincent's reunion that we've talked about in the last couple of years. Um, I had the great pleasure to meet you for the first time back in 2019 at that event. Um, and you spoke wow. eloquently um, at oh. the reception. We have a mass, as you know, and then we have a reception sure. following for anybody who's been involved in St. Vincent's Orphanage, whether it's uh, adoptees, adoptive parents, uh, child oh, care wow. technicians, uh, friends, volunteers, and, and you spoke eloquently at that event, Judge Wood, about oh. um, your experiences. And I, I just wonder if you might share with our audience, Ooh. you know, some of the highlights of your speech and, and a few of the details of, of your experience at, at St. Vincent's.
2: Oh. Wow. You guys found some of that. Foot. That's just, that was, you got me tearing up already. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about I, that. <laughs> I, I, some of the, some of the, I speak a lot. I speak a lot of engagements and all, and that one had to be one of the, one of the most, um, inspiring and powerful times to visit and talk with who I call my brothers and sisters. If they were there before me at St. Vincent's, they're my big brothers and sisters. If they were there after me, they're my younger brothers and sisters, because we all had that in common that we all spent time in that particular place. Um, It was powerful seeing having the mass and seeing the the fountain, the baptismal where we were all baptized uh, coming into that place. But in in sharing with uh, my brothers and sisters, I think one of the pieces I wanted to share, if they take nothing away, was uh, God has a purpose and a plan for us and that we can only understand and fulfill that if we stay on our journey. Um, We have no idea where these journeys will take us, what paths and roads and what obstacles. And the only thing we do know is if we stay on that journey, two things will happen. There'll be some self-discovery and then there'll be some people along the way to help us along that journey. Uh, and it again, to see where I am now, I couldn't have to see with some of those people who are there, some of my brothers and sisters It's just amazing. And, and again, the Lord has been with us every step of the way. And so uh, that was my big piece, my big message is if if if, uh, if not anything else, stay on your journey. Um, there's there's tons and tons of uh, help along the way, but there's a self-discovery process that happens uh, if you stay on that journey, because the Lord is with you in that every step.
1: And I'd like to add that uh, anyone who'd like to view Judge Wood's entire uh, speech that day can go to our YouTube channel, Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago, and just type Judge Wood into the search there. And um, we have uploaded your entire uh-huh. speech there, Your Honor. And uh, I, I'm, I'm sure many of our audience yes. here will be going to find that uh, after today's wow. show. You know, um, Lisa Francis mentioned that at that last reunion in 2019, um, you even met one of the child care technicians who remembered assisting you and, and caring for you as a baby.
2: Oh wow. In fact, now I've met two. One is one called me on the phone night maybe a year ago and and found me and and say I remember you I remember but uh at that event in 2019 um uh Sister Mary Josephine Tausma. Uh she was a sister. She was, in fact was an actual nun there. Uh she eventually left the nun uh the convent and or, 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 or got married. She recalled reading in the newspaper in 2018 or 2017 on the Sunday newspaper about this guy out of Arkansas, uh, this this elected official looking for his birth family and found the guy who found him. I'm a foundling and I found the guy who found me and the newspaper Chicago uh, Tribune um, did a huge article on it. She was reading it that Sunday morning and said something to her husband. Hey, this is the kid that I, I named. And he didn't have any idea because he, he was she wasn't married at that time. She was a nun. Well, two years later, she's at the reunion and she hears this guy. She sees this guy. she's like That's the guy. That's the, that's my kid. And she comes up and tells tells a story that I think the sequence, if you all nuns got a chance to name the next kid, the most senior nun at the time named the next kid that came in. And it was her turn. And everybody knew that Sister Mary Josephine, the next kid came in. If it was a girl, her name would have been Josephine. If it was a boy his name would have been Joseph and I came in and so she 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 got to name me and so she said that just warmed her to find and see this kid that she remembers uh, naming and for me that was I never knew where my name came from so here it is
1: that must have been such a powerful experience oh, to oh. meet her and hear that story
2: absolutely absolutely we took pictures and she has since passed away but man it was what a great time for me to to again just continue to unravel some of my beginnings and my adoption story and again everyone from st st vincent has has some of those stories
1: and you also gave a beautiful tribute in your remarks your honor uh to the daughters of charity who who ran st vincent's orphanage would you speak a little about that
2: it, um wow that was a small example. What I just shared about Sister Mary Josephine Tausma, um, each one of them. In fact, while we were there, you can see some of those care technicians, some of those nuns who who came back to visit. They had little uh, spoons or little pieces of uh, toys that they kept because they loved these kids. And in fact, um, it was said that they wanted the very best for these children. They thought that if these kids were gonna be adopted, we gotta present and have some of the best and present the best kids that we can. But if they don't get adopted, they're gonna have a great time and they're gonna have a special time here. And you can see it on their work. It was a call on their lives. And I think that's the piece that today, when I look at our our Department of Children, Family Services and DCFS across the country, uh, it's not that we don't have great workers there, we do. Um, but there's so many so many people, the social care, care workers have so many kids to take care of that they can't put the heart on it that the Daughters of Charity and St. Vincent's and those different orphanages, it was a call on their life. And you can see it, you can sense it, you can feel it. You walk around St. Vincent's or Catholic Charities Chicago now and you see the pictures on the wall. And these are kids who are smiling, they have bright, shiny faces, uh, just uh, 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 the essence of that love was being poured out into us. And so I think that gave us a great foundation as we went on into our world and, and uh, got adopted or whatever you uh, stayed in that system. So
1: They really were remarkable on how they lovingly cared for every child um, in such a comprehensive Everyone. way. And that was a very busy place, as many as 250 children there at one time, right?
2: Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah. I, and talked the fact that the CDC had even one point called and said, Hey, we can't find all the cases of diseases that were prevalent in the country. And they said, Well, these these sisters were so meticulous, they would almost take the shoelaces out of your shoes, soak them in chlorine and bleach and hang them up to dry and then relace your shoe. So very meticulous, very clean, very caring about these kids and their care and so again i I call it a call a ministry that they truly did have a call on their lives to take care of us
1: beautifully said your honor uh if you'll please bear with us we're going to take a break here on the voice of charity and when we continue uh we're going to uh, continue our conversation with the honorable joseph k wood please stay tuned
3: Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today.
0: We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit from servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, The Annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the Annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but is very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the Annual Catholic Appeal, Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com.
1: Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedemann, and we're so fortunate today to have with us the distinguished Honorable Joseph K. Wood, County Judge of Washington County, Arkansas. And he was uh, an adoptee at St. Vincent's Orphanage years ago. And now, in addition to being a very dedicated public servant, uh, Judge Wood is also an advocate for adoption and foster care nationwide. Um, Welcome back, Your Honor.
2: Excellent. Glad to be back with you guys.
1: Um, Can I ask if, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that our post-adoption services um, is still receiving inquiries from people around the country who learn, want to learn more about uh, their ancestry and perhaps connect with their biological relatives. Um, Did you do any of those search? uh, uh, Were you on a a journey of that similar nature, Your Honor?
2: Absolutely. In fact, uh, again, uh, Lisa Francis, who you guys have already interviewed and talked with, and Kathy Herrera and or uh, what another young lady who was there. She's, I think, she's now retired. But all of them I've interfaced and talked with over the over the years. And uh, probably in the oh gosh, mid early '90s, um, uh, I start doing the. They have adoption registries. A lot of adoptees will find about adoption registries, and you fill that out in hopes that those who gave you up for adoption uh, will also fill out the registry, and there'll be a connection. And I never had any success. I mean, I did that probably once in the 80s, once in the 90s, and again, nothing. Uh, the laws changed in Illinois um, about maybe 12, 13 years ago, which said if you were ever adopted in the state of Illinois, you could have your original birth certificate. And I said, wow, if I can get my original birth certificate, I'll know who my birth family is and let them know, hey, whatever happened, happened, I'm okay. And that's what got me connected back to um uh catholic charities or st vincent's is the that the uh the records were closed for me they they end up saying that i had a foundling birth certificate i didn't know what that was and um i started doing this research trying to figure out what is a foundling found out that you're abandoned you are actually found uh, and it's real prevalent in continents of china and india and africa where women want to have these kids but they can't afford them and they have them and they leave them and most of them die those that are found are called foundlings, and I actually was found in the streets in Chicago um, as an infant. And the guy who I ended up looking for uh, on that foundling certificate, uh, it said, it stated that you were found on this day. I said, well, this is the day I'm celebrating. It's my birthday. They said, no, that's just the day you were found. And now I'm 46 years old, 45, 46 years old. It surprised me. What are you talking about? That was the day I was found in. Uh, it went on to say, you were found at this address by this man and taken to the orphanage by this doctor. And I went looking for the doctor who took me into the orphanage saying, surely you remember something else and um, found him. He had died had passed away in 99, 1999. So I went looking for the guy who found me and I found him. And in that process, uh, uh, reconnected with Catholic Charities to talk about, because they had a file of my time there at St. Vincent's uh, when I was brought there. They had non-identifying information, but they said, "Well, you already found the guy who found you." So, uh, uh, and the address of the guy, and, and so anyway, my family and I got to Catholic Charities downtown Chicago, and that was my first time being there. Obviously, since I was uh, taken there and, and brought in by the doctor in uh, 1965, but what a what an unbelievable experience! They did share that file with me. Uh, did have everything taken out as far as names and that type of deal, but I already found the guy who found me and we've had a great relation before he passed away. Uh, But that, that was my research. And um, what a great help having uh, 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 Catholic charities has some of the most phenomenal people there. And, Everybody I've worked with there, the staff and Lisa and, and those caretakers, I, obviously from the very beginning in 1965 all the way up to 2022, they have just, they draw the very best of people in to help, to help those who, are, who need help.
1: That's very kind of you to say your honor but but you're also such a remarkable person yourself you're you're uh, you were adopted from st. Vincent's you became a teen leader in your neighborhood in Chicago um, and then you went on to graduate from Iowa State University with a degree in business Administration um, you've worked in a number of private sector leadership positions um, a- including as, as a bank examiner um, and then at the University of Chicago Graduate School of Business before going on to become deputy secretary um, of the state of Arkansas and, and now in your current role. Um, can I yeah. ask, how did you first get interested um, in politics and public service?
2: I don't know if I got interested in it or I was kind of told you're going to be a part of it. My my well, After I was adopted at 10 years old, my mom and dad went through a divorce. And it was real tough. Mom's like, I got to pick up another job, but you have the responsibility of being the oldest. They couldn't have kids, so they thought. And so they adopted me and then they had three kids just like that. I mean, back to back. So, um, but now that responsibility of being oldest, you gotta take care of your brothers and sisters, make sure they don't get in trouble with the gangs and drugs of Chicago in the streets. And, um, and I, I didn't know what to do, and I started this teen club, as you mentioned, and it grew super fast, and because everybody in the in that community really wanted a safe place for their children. And church, the Catholic Church, gave me uh, keys to the fellowship hall, and we did a lot of constructive work. We did a lot of things to keep. Uh, the kids from the, the elements of the uh, out there in the streets. Um, but my mother said, you will always be a part of the communities in which you live because you live there. Now, I was doing it because she told me, you take care of your brothers and sisters. But it became part of my habit, part of my fabric to just be involved where I live. School boards, I, I board of election. I did all that in Chicago and I came to Arkansas and continue to do that. Uh, and then the young fellow who said he was running for secretary of state said, hey, I'm running for secretary of state. If I win, will you be my deputy secretary? And I, I thought, you're going to pay me to do this stuff? My mother never told me that you can get paid to do this stuff. I just volunteered. and then do it. He said, oh, yeah, yeah. And, well, he won. We got sworn in. And two weeks later, I got my paycheck, and and Miss Katie, I had to go to him. I said, so we really don't get paid, do we? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you don't do the public service for the money. You do it for the the labor of love, And, and I really do do it for the people that I serve.
1: Well, you clearly had tremendous leadership skills from a very early age, and you maximized those. You made the most of those, Your Honor. It's, it's been so inspiring to read more about your life history and what you continue to do you know, for the people of, of Washington County and this nation. So thank you for all sure. you do. Um, may I ask, wh- what gave you the idea to create the, children's, the two children's books that you've written? Um, the first is called Saving Joey, and the second wow. is Adopting Joey. And they're just beautifully uh, illustrated, wow. beautiful written uh, what what gave you the idea to uh, be author of those two children's books?
2: My children I have three daughters and um, and I have three grandkids but after finding Caesar Johnson uh, a Korean soldier who found me and he was 80 years old, uh, my, my family got to connect with him and, the, and my daughter's like, dad, you gotta write your story. And I'm like, but I still don't know how I got to the stairs. I don't know how I got to the stairs, how did I got to his place. And so how do I write a story if I don't know the beginning? And one morning, two in the morning, I woke up and I wrote these stories, saving joy and adopting joy. I call it joy's journeys, uh, the series. And Joy is my grandson. He's named after me. They called me Joy growing up as well. And but the, I wanted him to understand that this is how your family tree got started, so to speak. Uh, and so I, that's how I wrote it. And I created what I believe my mother was a young young teen walking through the streets of Chicago crying because she just had this kid that she wanted but couldn't couldn't take care of and left him in, in a basket in a book. But in real life, it was actually a box. Uh, But it was a blanket and the guy comes out and he sees and saves his kid. That was a saving joy. And then adopting joy is a story of um, uh, my parents who couldn't have kids. She was a teacher. He was a construction worker. And they said, let's go to the uh, orphanage downtown and and get a little girl. We can foster a little girl. And They get there and she said, no, I want this little boy right here. And so that's 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 that story uh, of adopting joy. So we're working on we're working on a a memoir kind of autobiography trying to because there's so much more that has transpired since then. Um, So just trying to tell the rest of the story, if you will.
1: Do you have a target date, uh, Your Honor, for when that might be published?
2: Uh, oh, my gosh. I, I would imagine it'll be sometime next year. That's my fingers crossed. It'll be sometime in, in 23.
1: We will be looking out for that book to, to purchase <laughs> that when it comes. Before we run out of time, I just want to also uh-huh. mention that in 2017, you were recognized by the Congressional Coalition on Adoption as an uh-huh. Angels in Adoption honoree for raising awareness about orphans and foster children in need of loving homes. Was there a ceremony to acknowledge that award, Your Honor? and And what was that experience uh-huh. like?
2: While right before I went there, I had gone to Catholic Charities uh, for one of the reunions. So I was already on, on, on the top of the top of the world and I left Catholic Charities that reunion and meeting some of you guys. And then I went on to D.C. and there was a special ceremony. Unbelievable. There's a couple of people in every state that gets recognized. And normally it's those who are philanthropists, those who open up orphan homes or things like that. And very, very few do they often give it to the adoptee and because of their work and what they've been doing, because that's the rewards of their work, who's putting money in. And so it was a powerful thing. Had the senators, a couple of senators to give me those medals and um, and I continue and their charges continue to do that work. And so I've been happy to go back and continue to do this work.
1: Well, we're truly honored to have you here on The Voice of Charity today. I, I'd like to just share again the title of these two children's books that Judge Wood, uh, Wood authored, Saving Joey and Adopting Joey, and you can get both of these books on Amazon or at your local bookstore. We still like to promote those local bookstores. Um, and I also just like to say your tremendous example to us, Your Honor, of, of uh, helping people, inspiring people to believe in the beauty of adoption and foster care and the vital role that strong families play in the development of children. Um, thank you for all you've done to keep help keep the legacy of St. Vincent's alive. And I hope to possibly see you on September 18th. You, is your schedule allow you to come?
2: I'm looking forward to being there. And I know you've been doing the work and, and, and laying down the tracks. And so I'm looking forward to joining you guys. Thanks again for having me on. It's tr- uh, it's our honor to have, have you here, here, sir.
1: Thank you so much. Absolutely. And hope you- uh, Bless uh, you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, and we'll look forward all to right. seeing you on September 18th. And we invite everyone back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Briedemann, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities.